Hi, this is Andy from Andy's Personal Development, and we are live on the breakout room. And this evening we have a very special guest. I should not say this evening because depending on what part of the world that you are, your time zone will be different once you're listening to this podcast or tuning at any point in time. So it's just a matter of greeting and welcome to the breakout room. We have a very special guest with us. Uh, who's going to be spending some time with us shortly. We're going to have a nice little chat about his life, his story, and his legacy. So let me just get out of the way a little bit while we introduce you to our guests on the breakout room. Uh, you guessed it, our guest on this podcast episode is none other than the affable, the personable, and a wonderful individual that I've been blessed to meet, and his name is Dr. Lorenzo Neal. How are you, Doc? Hello. I'm very well and very honored. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. So let's get right to it, my friend. Um, in my information, I have that Dr. Lorenzo Neal is a coach, gun violence prevention advocate, pastor, and an expert in self-differentiation. Give us a little bit of your experience and your expertise as it pertains to self-differentiation. What does that mean to you? Or what would it mean to the average person when they hear the term self-differentiation all right so self-differentiation is a field of psychology uh, actually uh, family counseling and based off the study the work of dr uh, mary bowen who came up with his family systems theory of family counseling and that is my background family family counseling self-differentiation differentiation of self is uh, the uh, capacity of an individual to be able to recognize emotions and feelings and thoughts, and they're able to separate them, basically recognize them, differentiate them, and say that these are not 
the same. Emotions and feelings and thoughts are all separate things and that you can, you don't have to react to them uh, in, uh, in a negative way. So it, it's knowing that you have emotions, knowing that uh, there are certain emotions that trigger certain thoughts in, in our uh, everyday life. And those thoughts can in, in turn uh, lead to e emotional reactions and uh, negative emotional reactions and negative interpersonal relationships or interactions. So uh, self-differentiation is the ability for a person to understand that those emotions, those thoughts, separate those thoughts, and then in turn not react negatively to that when it comes to personal relationships. It's basically, uh, it stems from family of origin. So our immediate family, uh, you know, our parents, our siblings, our grandparents, and that's the origin of it. That's where we learn how to interact with other people. That's how we learn to respond to certain emotions. And that's how we learn where, you know, when we have certain thoughts, uh, how, how uh, impactful those thoughts will be towards the emotions we're feeling and the resulting behaviors that we will have that will lead to either stressful relationships, uh, unfulfilled relationships, and all of that. And that's just within family, but the, it also applies broader in a macro sense to our, you know, beyond our immediate family, a family of origin, to our, you know, our spouse or significant other, to our father community, with our schools, you know, our, our church community and even in our workplace. So a high self-differentiated person is able to manage those emotions and those thoughts a little better. And in doing so, they are less likely to react negatively to bad, uh, bad interactions, if that makes okay. any sense. All right, all right. It, um, it, it's, it's, so, it's so hard to, to explain this, you know, uh, when I was writing a dissertation on this, it's so it's so easy to put it in the academic terms. Because all the academic, you know, all the professors, they're gonna read it, they're gonna know. But yeah. outside for for the average lay person, it's it's uh, it's pretty difficult. Uh, let me put it this way: a simpler way to put it is emotional intelligence. Oh, you know? okay. I hear yeah. you. I hear that's you. The, that's the simplest right. way I can put it. All right. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of positive stuff coming out of this explanation of self-differentiation. And I'm thinking that you're dealing with a person's ability or inability to control the negative emotions that they may come over or across or experience during a particular period of time. And you lay emphasis on the family. Is this something that you use a lot to help with your counseling as a pastor? Let's say there's a dysfunction in a family and you really need to point them in a, in a certain direction. Is it, is it a tool that helps you to deal with stuff like that as a pastor? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, when, when families come to me for counseling, the first thing, most of them think, okay, all he's going to do, you know, he's the pastor. All he's going to do is listen and pray and send us on our way. Right. And when they come and they realize, oh, this is a real counseling session. You got to stop the forms, you, you know, yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah. do a full, I do a full assessment, full intake and all of that. And I gather the information. Right. And, 
and of course prayer and scripture are involved in yeah. in this process right but if you're coming to me with family conflict mm -hmm. and you're you're asking me to resolve that of course uh -huh. i'm trained in scripture i'm I, I know the scripture and through revelations by the holy spirit also you know we can we can work that out but i'm also right. trained professionally right. yeah i'm also trained professionally to give you tools along with the script and the prayer to give you tools I you. because i i know prayer a firm believer prayer changes things i know scripture if you're a believer in christian scripture that it is empowering and it's liberating but i also know a lot of people come to church week after week and they get this information from preachers so you know putting a whole lot of good information uh -huh. and nine times out of ten they're not taking that information to heart yeah yeah and making it applicable to their personal relationships right and you know and when they come to me i was like look if this is serious conflict and especially if it's involving addictions and all of that other stuff uh nine times out of ten there's an origin to that that stems back to the immediate family and you know and when it comes to marital relations uh sibling relations all of that the the, the way we use self-differentiation the way i use separate differentiate in my my counseling ministry and practice is to help emphasize the fact that the lord created us as a family and that because he created us as a family he already equipped us with the means of handling conflict it's just a matter of us taking, learning the tools and putting those tools into practice. Okay, you were talking about how uh, differentiation helps you in your counseling as a pastor and stuff. Just continue, we'll, we'll do all the editing after. <laughs> yeah, so when, when, when people come to me, you know, uh, of course, in my past, in my role as a pastor, I am to give them sound scripture to help, you know, in this. But I'm also, I have to let them know, I'm also trained yeah. in the practice of counseling. So I know right. the theory, I know the proper theoretical frameworks yeah. to, you know, to and, and proper interventions necessary to help. I'm able to diagnose right you know, I, i've been trained to diagnose so i'm i'm able to go through that the full assessment of an individual of a couple and and, and equip give them the equipment and tools they need to okay. be what i call what is called highly self-differentiated and right. that when they're highly self-differentiated their, their relationships are more fruitful more fulfilling more rewarding and less uh conflict all right that's nice um on a lighter note tell me something about zero um you saw you have seen a post today where you would have celebrated 10 years being at zero what was it actually like? happened now there you go what was it like and, and and how did you get involved in zero what was the focus then to do something like that because uh, after 11 years, you must have accomplished some level of fulfillment in making that effort. Yes. So, actually, uh, zira stems from a Hebrew word, uh -huh. Hebrew word zira for seed, um, and that's 
that's the uh, stimulus for the entire idea of Zira. Okay. I actually I actually started Zira as a publishing company in 2004. Right. And I, I put out, I did my own publishing, self-publishing works. I, I consulted with others and did manuscript development, copywriting, yeah. uh, copy editing, all of that. I even did ghostwriting under the corporation Zero. Okay. And in, 2000, in 2010, uh, the summer I was teaching school and was doing the summer, I was like, I need to do something that I taught myself. And the internet, uh, radio was just kind of rolled out, and I was like, "Well, let me let me take on this." And so we launched Zero Today radio show in in June of 2010. Basically, just it was outlet for me during the summer, but it turned into something great. And here it is, 11 years later, um, we are heard in about 30 countries around the world. We uh, have an average listening audience of a little over 100,000 weekly. And um, it, it's allowed me to interview some wonderful people. It has allowed me to share my thoughts on some interesting trending topics, political, I, you know, across the spectrum of existence, uh, right. politics, education, uh, especially Christianity. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. You know, I, I do not uh, discriminate on topics. I do not discriminate on guests. I've been fortunate. I've, I, you know, even as a Christian pastor, I've been interviewed, president of Black Believers Atheist Group. I've been, I've even been on the, on, <laughs> I've had the privilege because of Zero, the radio show and publishing, to be able to, I, I spoke at their convention. <laughs> I'm the only Christian acknowledged Christian pastor at this atheist convention. Wow. And shortly after that, the president wow. of the American Atheist Alliance had gone okay. as his guest. And he was like, I don't I, I don't talk to pastors, I talk to people, but today I'm talking to a Christian pastor. Can you beat it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so it, it has afforded me the ability to do so much. And I'm glad that I've continued to do this for the last 11 years. Uh, and I'm not realize taxing because it's full production, you know. And uh, at first, I had I had someone helping me, and you know, uh, my dear friends, and well, they got married, and <laughs> <laughs> well, they got married. I was on my own. Again. All right. <laughs> but um, we, you know, we we don't do it as we used to do every week, and we kind of backed off from trying to figure out. We just rebranded the entire. Uh, Zero as a, a digital media company where we're doing not just the uh, internet radio, but we're also we're sponsoring new YouTube channels, uh -huh. other podcasts, and we're still doing the, we uh, are still doing the publishing. Uh, I have some books, some more books that are coming out under the uh, man under banner of Zero, and yeah. we have some other other persons we're working with. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the full digital, it's a, it's a different branding. It's something I'm, I'm not used to because it's, it's out of my care. I don't like, I don't like pushing myself out. I push others out. And um, since we rebranded it uh, as a digital media uh, entity, 
we're exploring all this new stuff and our, so many opportunities are coming over coming up all right available to us and it's it's a bit bit overwhelming but it's uh -huh. exciting at the same time yeah yeah great wonderful um tell me something about the every tongue survivor network uh what is that all about and what is your role do you play uh in that organization and what has it done for you and for people that you know personally as an individual well the every town survivor network um, i i hate to really highlight that because it's something i wish we didn't have to have uh yeah the every town survivor network is part of every town for god's safety in mm -hmm. america if you're familiar with america you know that we have a serious gun violence problem. Yeah. I'm a gun owner yeah. and you know, I love the fact that we have the second amendment and we do all of that, but right. it's such a it's such a tragic thing that every day we lose hundreds of people to uh, a gun death and <laughs> even hundreds more are injured through gun violence. Right. So every town was developed, uh, it came came into fruition by uh, mayor uh, Michael Bloomberg, who was at the time the mayor of the city of New York, he right. brought together other like-minded mayors and they formed Mayors Against Gun Violence. Uh, mayors Against Gun Violence birthed every town for gun safety. And uh, basically persons who have been personally impacted by gun violence, either they have been you know, personally wounded by gun violence or in case myself have had someone lose their life to gun violence. Um, and, and my personal story that I share that I, in 1980, I lost uh -huh. my 25 year old mother, right. Sharon Neal. Wow. I lost her to an act of domestic violence and got involved a gun. She left behind myself and the other sons. Okay. And so I initially began advocating on her behalf, on her, her memory. And then in 2016, her grandson, my yeah. oldest brother's son, Kevin Neal Jr., was only 18 years old when wow. he lost by gun violence. Also, when I was teaching, I lost a 14-year-old student, um, Don Terry Robinson, lost him to a gun violence. Him and his classmates were playing around. Somebody was started playing with a gun and accidentally shot and killed <laughs> their classmate. And my my my! I was, you know, I had to deal with that as both their teacher as well as pastor, and that's one of the most, you know, that was uh, 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 that was a hard thing to do. Wow, I can imagine. <laughs> and so, what every town in my role, I am a senior survivor fellow with Every Town Survivor Network. In that capacity, I, along with others like myself, share our stories across the country about how we've been personally impacted by gun violence and how if we are gun owners or if we are not gun owners, it doesn't matter what a political affiliation we are, how that has impacted us in a way that we realize something has to be done. This is a pandemic uh, epidemic and unfortunately in, in urban communities here in America in the states, there are so many black families who are grieving like me because they lost someone, a son, a daughter, a cousin, a mother, a father, a schoolmate, a senseless act of gun violence. And that doesn't even include the domestic violence incidents 
where you know a scorned lover takes out the lover by way of a gun. It so I I hate the fact that I am a part of this organization. You know, but we don't want any more people to be a part of this organization. We don't want to see any more people having to say that they lost somebody or they've been involved in uh, some unrelated event. So it's traumatic. I live with the trauma of my mother's death for decades. I live now with trauma of my nephew's death and me sharing my story of how I have been personally impacted uh, is a way of one, recovery and uh, emotional healing and all of that. But the good thing about this organization, what I do love is it affords me to get for, get in the halls of power. Right. So uh, it's allowed me, I've been, I've been to the White House, been to the Capitol, the United States Capitol, and of course, my local state capital advocating for uh, sense, common sense or sensible gun legislation. Right. Being gun, being gun on myself, you know, I'm like, don't take my gun away. <laughs> <laughs> I need my gun. <laughs> and Mike is guns. I have guns. Okay. And every time I share, I say, well, how could you advocate against gun violence and against guns? Or they like to say, you know, uh, gun control. I'm like, no, uh-uh, I'm not advocating for gun control. What I am advocating is for people. Yes. These victims. Yes. These families who have to deal with the memory of yeah. someone that they love. Right. And I know that the people in legislative power have the means of righting the wrongs. You know, there's no way, no reason that a person who has been convicted of felonies uh, should have access to a gun. Not, yeah. you know, not all felonies are bad, but, you know, especially if you committed a felony with a, you should not have access to a gun. There's I no reason, there's no reason children should uh, be able to walk into their parents' room and if the gun is unsecured, get that gun yes. and have an accidental shooting. There's no reason for that. Yeah. Yes. And there's definitely no reason why anybody should walk into a school and carry out acts of violence against teachers and students just because they had a bad day or something like that. Or wow. in the case of a friend of mine, a colleague in ministry, the commitment picnic of of the Emmanuel Amy Church in Charleston, South Carolina. They were having Bible study on a Wednesday night. They invited a young man into the uh -huh. Bible study. Uh -huh. He waited while they while they prayed. And as they finished praying, this young man who they invited into their sacred space took out a weapon and killed them. Wow. And injured uh, a few more. <laughs> there is no reason for that person to have had access to a gun. So yep. we advocate for strong background checks, and we also realize that there are some good people who have passed background checks and still commit acts of violence with a gun, fully aware of that. Yes, But yes. at least we can make it uh, as preventable as possible. And, I hear you. Uh, that's what we do uh, here. We put our effort to do so, and I do it on behalf of my mom. I do it on behalf of my nephew because I don't want to see another child have to say that they lost their mother or their father and i definitely am tired of hearing parents talk about losing the children 
know, to about it. So I like in the part. <laughs> I don't like why we're in this, but yes. I like that we're in this. We're doing this to empower people, to liberate people from the pain of such a great loss. Wow. Um, I, I feel your emotion. I feel the, the fact that you have had to struggle with this and it makes your, your account of it so real and so compelling. And I understand some of the things because I too am a, a, a gun owner, a licensed gun owner. Um, I run a company that deals with firearms uh, on, on a regular basis and, and that's part of my portfolio. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the thing about it is that there's so many things that I feel based on what you're saying that people can do in terms of being educated and to understand not just, you know, you're trying to infringe on anybody's rights. But when you think about the consequences of people having to go through that trauma to bury that loved one and then to know that they don't have the opportunity to see that loved one again, that person is not there to bring joy, laughter and enjoy a you know a healthy life sometimes cut long in mid-career man that that could be devastating and so i hear you i feel you and i understand you so tell me I, i've noticed that you had a picture too with uh the late congressman john lewis and we're yes. talking about legislation and stuff so how did that impact on your life was it just uh something personal or was it part of your your career spec that you got him uh, uh involved in your life I had privilege of, I've had the privilege of meeting him on a number of occasions. All right. Uh, that particular pit, we were just happened to be in the same airport, and we were just <laughs> about to board the same plane. Right. <laughs> to the same right, place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We were both headed. We were both. Uh, no, I, I lied. Uh, I was coming back. I was coming uh -huh. back from meeting, heading uh -huh. to him uh, to, okay. to the place where he was going. Okay. And we just have to meet up in the airport and he recognized me. I recognized him. He recognized me and um, it was a wonderful moment. Um, he was, he was an avid advocate for humanity. And I love that. Right. I had a great deal of respect about him. Uh, there were times where we would be in the Capitol, um, cohort with the Evertown Sovereign Network, we'd be in the Capitol. And he understood why we were there. Yes. And so, yes. sometimes he would recognize us and sometimes he just state that, you know, he knows he wanted them to let others, other congresspersons know we were there and why we were there. Um, he was an honorable man and highly respected. And it's because of him, I learned to get in good trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hear you. I, I learned that from him when I was in high school, actually. Right. The first time I ever... I actually ever heard him talk about that all right. in high school and then again in college and all of my adult years, that has been his mantra, you know, okay. I don't think he really said it publicly too many times, uh, until recently before he passed, he really made it, <laughs> yes. know, made sure that people understood why he was doing what he was doing. And he, right. he was a champion for uh, gun violence prevention. He was a champion for civil rights. He was a champion for humanity. Yeah. And I was honored uh, that he was able to recognize me in the brevity of the moment, you know, at least uh, recognize yeah. my face. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, that's my right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that just shows the humility that he had. He was no respect of persons. 
if he worked with you or if he knew you worked with, he, he you know. Matter of fact, my church, we were trying to get him to speak at our annual men's day a few years back. And initially, he was like, I think I can do it. They had a scheduling conflict. And, and he passed away shortly after we weren't able to get him. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, but uh, uh, we were... We were hoping that he he had accepted, and we was hoping that we could just get that conflict out the way. That yes. never happened. Okay. And um, but he was I liked that he was a champion. I loved that he was a champion for humanity. Yeah. Uh, and his soul and his legacy is with us. And I think there'll be some young person who will be not only inspired by his work, but hopefully would. Uh, allow his soul to occupy them so they can carry on the work. I hear you. I hear you. I've got two quick questions before we do a little break. Um, first of all, you mentioned something about the church, and I observe also that you had a milestone with regards to the length of time that you have been the leader of this particular congregation. How did you get involved to the extent that you became the lead pastor of that congregation and what was the experience like leading up to, it's about, what, 12 years now that you have been at the head of this congregation? What was it like, the experience, the people, and the challenges? I know it was challenging. Well, I'm Methodist, uh, and uh, we are itinerant. We get moved around. And I've been, I've been in ministry. Next year will make my 30th year right. in, in ministry. Right, and I'm I'm so excited that if the Lord allows me to see it, I'll be that'll be 30 years, um, and 25 years pastoral ministry. Okay, um, and I've had to because of methods, I've had to be the pastor of no churches before I got here. <laughs> right, <laughs> but um, this is the longest serving I've I've been at uh, one church, and it's been an amazing journey, um, almost 12 years. Right, where not only have we you know. I've never been big on numbers. I know how to grow churches. You know, I, I know what makes a church popular, per se. Uh, but what I've been blessed is when I was appointed to this particular church, it was in great disarray. And, you know, it's not a secret. You know, there were, it was in disarray. There, were, there was a lot of conflict internally. Um, the previous pastor uh, rubbed some people the wrong way. Wow. And... Um, because you know, it was going to be his way or, or the highway. Oh, okay, okay. And um, it was in disarray. The bishop appointed me to this church uh, at the time. She was like, you are, your soul, your spirit is what is needed. Okay. And for some, for whatever reason, last three churches that I have served as pastor have been uh, healing churches. I've gone okay. into bring about healing right. and, uh, you know, reconciliation. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it, it's a it's a hard thing to do when you got angry Christians and angry members. Wow. It's a hard thing to do um, because you don't want to go in and start, boom, I'm the pastor and yeah, this is this. Yeah, yeah. You have to go in with a hard love. And That's right. One of the previous pastors who had who was not retired told me, just love the people. That's so right. I love the people, That's which right. what I uh, I have been doing. Um, 
Now I've had to be very firm because there've been some me, there've been some meetings up like, hey, this this ain't gonna fly. You know, you have to remember, I'm still the pastor. <laughs> you know, I might be nice and sweet, and I'm like Jesus. But there's a moment we gotta turn over the tables. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. I, you know, you do so with authority, you do so firmly, but you also do so lovingly. Just, yeah. just as the Lord in Hebrews chapter 12 tells us uh, that that the Lord, we are his sons and his daughters, and he is our father. And no good father would just overwhelmingly love you. A good father would love you and also correct you. That's right. You know, yeah. And same with, you know, a pastor who has the heart of God and heart of people will love them but also call in correction for them, you know, and, you know, you have to rebuke, you have to correct, but you're doing it in love and you're not doing it from a position of power just because you have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because in our church, in our, in our faith community, the pastor is over everything. <laughs> There's, you have to find, the pastor has the final say. I have the final say on everything when it comes to, we just completed a remodel of our sanctuary. Well, I had to say on what the color of the color was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't get my way. <laughs> I'm glad I did because I, I, I like the color. I'm loving the color. And okay. I, I thought I had a big, this big, broad vision of what the remodel sanctuary was going to look like and, you know, put on the table. And the more discussion, the more I find myself kind of like, yeah, my idea was going to be too costly <laughs> you know it was going to yeah, it was going to yeah. be a reflection of my ego okay say that i did this okay and without a compromise yet firm you know leadership i was like yeah we 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 came to this conclusion and now we see the fruition of our works you know yeah, yeah. and everybody is happy even That's people right. thought shouldn't be doing it we we okay. ain't got to spend that we ain't got that money to do that we don't have, you we don't need to do this just leave it as it is <laughs> and now they see the end result and they're like oh my god this is wonderful this is we we, we we're proud of you reverend neil okay you. okay good <laughs> you know so, tell me um if there's one person that you could identify in your life that would have impacted on a very positive way, a mentoring kind of impact or influence on your life, who would that one person be? And if there's anything that you would tell them at this time, what would it be? I do not have one person. I wish I could say there was one person. Okay. Um, I have been blessed to have had uh, the Lord place some wonderful persons in my path. Okay. Um, I've had wonderful mentors over my lifespan. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. who are no longer with us. Uh, I, I've been fortunate to have my father, who is also in ministry, a pastor, a retired pastor. Okay. I've been able to have a, a wonderful relationship with him. Right. To let me see, you know, I could be a successful black man. My father was a successful pharmacist until he retired recently and now he doesn't know what to do with himself you know? <laughs> wow okay okay, um, okay he you know he of course my primary primary role model okay but i've been fortunate to have so many men of acclaim over the years yes yes, yes. Cross paths 
I've had scholars I've been able to share space with. Uh, I've had <laughs> uh, major political person and not, you know, of course, I talk about John Lewis, but yeah. there's so many others in political arenas that I've been able to sit at their feet and pick their brains. Yes. You know, college professors, high school teachers, uh, and a number of pastors over over the over my lifetime. And okay. you know, the primary one, of course, is going to be my father. But outside of my father, I, I, the Lord has just blessed me, and I'm grateful for it. Okay. I hear you, my friend. So we have been listening to Dr. Lorenzo Neal. And Doc, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Um, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to do some house cleaning and we will be right back. So sit tight. Don't go anywhere. You just sit tight, Doc. Take a sip of water, stuff like that, like you just did. And hang in there. We'll be back in a couple seconds. All right. Hang in there. Okay, so at Andy's personal development, we'd love to go on an online store also, or Amazon Associate Store, or you can become a patron, or you can follow us on our many platforms on the web, www.andyspersonaldevelopment.com, Facebook is MDDreamer, Twitter, Kimina.com, Instagram, Andy Charles, 8147, LinkedIn and also Blogspot. We are on all the main podcast platforms, Podbean, Buzzsprout, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, Overcast, etc. You can find us there. Log on, tuning and support our work as we continue to seek to inspire and to transform lives in the times that we are living here today. And we are so grateful for many of you have supported us in the past and we believe that you will continue to support us in the future going forward so we thank you for that and we look forward for your continued support okay back to the man of the moment dr lorenzo neil here's the thing my friend i would like you to have a few parting words for the people who'd be listening to this podcast if there's anything you'd love to say to the world right now that's resting on your heart and you know it's necessary, what would you say to people? I would say, take courage. All will be well. And I say that in confidence. Um, we're living in such a tumultuous time, a time of uncertainty. I've experienced anxiety, like a uh, high sense of anxiety, uncertainty, and it's rolled over into facets, uh, other areas of my, my life. And I was like, there's got to be more, you know, there's gotta, this can't be it. And, right. and I sensed the Lord speaking to me and, and power, you know, seeing that word from, from uh, Joshua 1 and 9. Be strong and take courage. You know, the Lord will lead you. He's purposeful towards you. And he has a means of liberating you through this this moment empowering you through this yes. moment and i just want to speak words of empowerment and liberation to the persons all people who are experiencing anxiety that is uh antagonizing us 
and and every every area, every facet. Okay. And I'm just glad to know that he gives us the strength to endure and overcome. I say amen to that. <laughs> so tell us, Doc, um, people who would want to get in contact with you, maybe have the opportunity to get some counseling or coaching and stuff. Tell us all the platforms that they can make contact with you at Facebook, um, Instagram, etc., and even your podcast. Just just let them know where they can reach you. Yes. Well, the easiest way is to visit my website, renzotneal.com. There you can go and you can, I got a lot of uh, articles that you can read that, you know, reflections and musings or whatever. Um, and you can also there contact me for the, if you like coaching or counseling we're working on doing a another website specifically for the coaching and counseling okay. you can also follow me on facebook dr lorenzo neal on facebook as well as dr lorenzo neal on yeah. instagram um and if you would like to um i i have a uh, two shows that i primarily do i primarily host the first one is the zero today radio show right <laughs> And there's a there's a um, tab on the website specifically for that, but you can also go on the Zero Network on Facebook. Just look up Zero Network, and you'll be able to listen to archive shows uh, on there. And uh, we have we launched a podcast specifically about self differentiated called Be Your Differentiated Self, mm -hmm. um, and you can also listen to that on Anchor.fm. Mm -hmm. On all your all, all Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast uh, outlet, you should be able to listen to that. Right. And we we uh, that one again is a little more highly produced. It's is a it's designed to be more uh, to give entertainment as well as information. And um, so we're excited about that. Uh, we also have a podcast that we co-host with our Dr. Jennifer Lewis, mm -hmm. uh, the Jay and Zoe show. Uh, okay. We, we just relaunched it that, and uh, I, I'm a guest host, a co-host, I get to say. All right. And, all right. And that, she 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 takes care of all that. Dr. Lewis, she takes care of all of that. And I I'm just I just get in where I fit in. <laughs> um, and if you like information on, we do have books out. You know, you can go on the website. You can actually earn books. You can support us on patreoncom Neal. You can follow us on Twitter at Lorenzo T. Neal and for radio show at Zero Radio Z E R A Radio. Um, and I think that's it, pretty much. You know, Excellent. like I say. We're in the process. I'm working with someone on branding, and they're in the process of forcing me to do better at branding and putting out this stuff. We have, we have a lot of content. We have, uh, we have two books that are on the way. Or oh, actually, more than two books. I have, I have a book, poetry that I've been sitting on for I don't know how long. That, yeah. Uh, we're going to be putting out in a two-volume set. Uh, I have a children's book that we're. Mm -hmm. Right now, working with an illustrator. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about my little dog Jackson, <laughs> and we're, we're developing a children's book series around my my dog Jackson. Okay. And uh, I have uh, a book, two other books, uh, non non fiction books, 
working title is. One is where are the songs that uh, mean something, and it's, it's about where it's a collection of essays and some sermons uh, on justice issues related to the black community in America and connecting that with our history, our heritage, yeah. and yeah. why we need to stay firm and then find that, that semblance of memory okay. to bring us into not just the present moment, but into the future. And uh, then uh, we have uh, your differentiated self. Uh, we have, that's available right now, a journal. Your differentiated self journal is just a, a, a journal that you work through and we're working on a book and the workbook for that. That's taxing because it's turning, it's turning hundreds of hours of doctoral research mm. into a, a wow. book that wow. is plain. You yeah. Know, yeah. That's, that's, it's a challenge. You, know, you wow. would think it would be easy just converting, but <laughs> yeah, I, I found I've done like two different rewrites of it because mm. it's still somewhat too technical. And I'm like, I'm, yeah. Got to yeah. make it a little, a little more plain. <laughs> so All right. All we're right. working on that. So, yeah. Great. Wonderful. So, uh, we're going to come to the end of the podcast shortly, but I just want to kind of remind uh, my followers of our next guest, who they're going to be. So, hang on for a second, dear Doc. Um, let me just run this through. So, you can join us on Andy's personal development and the breakout room our guests on november the 6th at 5 p.m eastern will be quintris crawford podcast host and public figure she's also the host of a television show basically uh, that you can see on facebook and youtube that is called the real team there you go so we'll see you next Saturday at 6, Saturday the 6th November, sorry, at 5 p.m. Eastern on Andy's personal development. Okay, so let me get back to my special guest here. And I just want to thank the doctor for coming on and sharing his time with us and for being patient with us. But he was for real. He was upfront. He was all the wonderful things that you expect a man of his caliber, his qualification, his training, and his experience to be. So I want to say thank you, Doc. It has been a pleasure. And I hope that we can touch base soon again. We have so many things in common that we are working with. I salute you on your work with the gun advocate people in your community. And uh, congratulations on the time that you're spending with the Zero Network. I'm seeing fruitful things happening there. And as a pastor and being in ministry for the past 30 years. Excellent. Any last words? I'm just honored to have been a guest. And, I, you know, you were on my show and you did a wonderful job. And I was greatly inspired and illuminated by your, <laughs> your, your presence on my show. And I'm honored to be on yours. And... Uh, Thank you so much, and hopefully, you know, this relationship will continue. And, Definitely. And, and we can help empower others. That's right. Thank you, Doc, and thank you guys for listening. See you next time on Andy's Personal Development in the Breakout Room. God bless.